Hello, and welcome to Drunk Bitches and Politics, where bitches get drunk and talk politics. I'm Ray. I'm Mishy. And I'm Michelle, your host. Welcome, drunk delegates. We hope you've had a fabulous week. Uh, we got a lot of shit to cover. We do, we do. Uh, before we get into all the topics, though, Ray, you have an update on the Dem. Breaking news, breaking news. Breaking news, breaking news. There used to be 483 candidates running for president. We are down one because this morning, <laughs> Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York City, has announced that he is dropping out. He told the anchors of Morning Joe, quote, it's clearly not my time. <laughs> Nor will it ever be, Bill. I know. But not, that is really sad. But here's the thing. Not once did he let his self-doubt show. He never let us think that he wasn't committed, inspired, and enjoying himself. And his only regret, he says now, was not entering the race earlier. Okay, so now maybe fix the subways uh, in New York. That's it was, but did yes. you guys see what, what Donald Trump's trolling ass said on Twitter about this? No. I know he trolled him, but I didn't see what he said. He said, oh no, really big political news. Perhaps the biggest story in years. Part-time mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, who was polling at a solid zero, but had tremendous room for growth, has shockingly dropped out of the presidential race. NYC is devastated he's coming home. That son of a bitch. You know what? That's probably one of the best tweets he's ever given. Who was polling at a solid zero. (laughs) The shader in chief. Oh my God. That's probably the best tweet he's ever had. It's pretty pretty good. I mean, it is is pretty good. It's pretty good. I give it to him. You know, for somebody who's suffering from dementia and brain diminished capacity, Ugh, so <laughs> much which which makes me believe that he didn't write it. Do you think he's got a a shading ass sidekick? I don't know. It just sounds like a something Kellyanne. Con- <laughs> ghost tweeter. It sounds like something Kellyanne Conway would say because she's she's witty and clever she's like very that. Witty and yeah, clever. yeah. I think she probably tweeted it. I just I don't see him as that. He's not that witty and clever. He's stupid and idiotic when he you know big news. <laughs> It sounds like a three. Yeah, it's very smart shade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds more. That sounds at least like somebody who's fifteen, and he's not quite there yet. Like he hasn't had his fifth grade graduation. I love it. I love it. Anyway, all right. First topic. Big news. Are we gonna drink? Oh, oh, well, my oh my god! Excuse y'all. We are so out of practice. <laughs> well, no, I was just like, I'm gonna let you skip well, the one and do the sorry. Update. I, I drink. I was probably about an hour and a half away from being one of the people rescued off of I-10 in Houston this week. Oh, we're so glad I, you made I it. I saw the waters rising in front of me, like literally in front of me. Oh, a car. So the water was rising. I'm in a. I'm in a Durango, so I'm a little bit higher up. But the car in front of me, I saw it was like. Uh, probably a third or halfway up their tire, right? And all I could think is, you know, the saying, turn around, don't drown. Mm-hmm. Like, where the fuck am I supposed to turn around to? There's 5,000 fucking people on this interstate. Right. We're it's not, not like you can just bust a Yui. Yeah, I can't get on the frontage road because it's packed and it's right. lower. Right. I'm just like, let please just let me make it to Highway 290 and just get the fuck out of Houston. Out of this Because they shut it down two hours after I got out of there. Yeah, I saw all the pictures and stuff. Like, water. So excuse me if I'm a little oh, frequent. Yeah. But I need alcohol. Yes. So, so what are we drinking? Yeah. Where are we starting? What are we starting with, honey? So we're starting out today. We're going to have a Cabernet Franc. Franc. Which means French Cabernet. Yes. 
And um, French. this is actually the first time that we... <laughs> Very clever, Ray. This is actually the first time that we've had this variety on our show. And in true Texas fashion, as we always do, we got one from Messina Hoff Wineries. Messina Hoff! You know, we got to support the local alcoholic endeavors around mm-hmm. here. So we definitely got one from the Texas wineries. Right. And until country. The thing that is interesting about a Cabernet Franc, as Ray mentioned, it is has of French origins, is that it is made Bordeaux style, which is French style, by combining a Merlot and a Cabernet and kind of aging it in oak. So it's very Bordeaux style. Of, not to be confused with Bordello style. Not, not to be confused with Bordello style. Very right, Ray. It's so corny. And this particular wine, it's not going to be like as bold as a Cabernet. It's a little bit lighter on the spectrum with heavy notes of blueberries. I'm sorry, blackberries. Jesus. And vanilla and lots of oak since it's aged in oak. And so there's going to be lots of blackberries, vanilla notes, and they say on the back of their bottle that there's hints of allspice in here. So I'm interested to see how that's going to kind of present itself. So it is definitely a full body wine, but not as probably as dry as what we're used to having when we're having like a Cabernet. Right. It's a little because of the Merlot, a little smoother with the vanilla in there. So pop that shit. Anybody (laughs) want to guess? Uh, so it's got cab in it, so it means it's a little bit stronger mm-hmm. than our pinots and stuff. Mm-hmm. See, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. I'm going to say 13.8. That's a little high. Okay. That's okay. just hopeful. Remember, it's not a, it's, it's, it's a full just body, wish, but just it's Just wishful not. thinking. Yeah. All right. Hopefulness. Um, I'm going to go 13.1. Don't tell me if I'm right, because listeners... Do you guys play the game with us? Do y'all throw out numbers? Are you in your cars or your cubicles yelling out 14, 3, whatever? I'm just curious. I'm curious about that, too. That would be super neat. I said 13.1. So this bottle comes in at 12.7. Oh, my God. Wow. Barely got any alcohol We were both too high. We would have not making all the prices right. You junkie. (laughs) Okay, so I'm using a different corkscrew today, Mm -hmm. but I still expect a pop. So y'all get a pop. Oh, no, it'll pop. Y'all pray to the wine gods for a nice pop, okay? There we go. Great pop. It, it, was a, it was a bit of a dud. It was heard. It was it was heard. It was it heard. It just wasn't its best. Wasn't yes. your best work. It wasn't my best work. But let's see what we're gonna pull out here. Give me your glasses. Glug oh, glug yes. you. Glug glug us. Very fragrant. Take a moment to take a whiff of that. Glug glug, flavorful, smelling. Tell me if you pick up the hints of. Oh, that Old Spice or the blackberries. Oh, you said Old Spice. Old Spice. <laughs> All Spice. Very fragrant. Do I even bother playing this game? <laughs> I know, me neither. But it's, you, you, do you feel like that smoothness? No. It's very Yeah, smooth. no, it's definitely not as dry and as our taste or It's smell? definitely not dry in, yeah. in the taste. taste. It's the smell. It smells smooth. It's definitely one of those, like, full-bodied wines that are a little lighter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just pair it with something nice for dinner, like a pasta or whatever. Good wine. Good wine. Thank you. For picking this up, right, on my behalf. <laughs> Good. You're welcome. Thanks uh, again for Total Wine. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, I want to get into it. Let's get into it. <sighs> First is the whistleblower oh, news. There's so much. Story. I need another sip of wine. Can I drink some more? <laughs> Give me a second, bitch. I know. This oh. was a lot. There was a lot of information mm. that has come very quickly. You got whiskey? <laughs> I do. Oh, we might have to do some whiskey. I might have to take a shot. Okay. Because okay. this, this, this last 24 hours has been something I've, else. So I have Makers, I have Patron. We can, yeah. We can get it all out. We can get it all out. Yeah. Okay. Let's finish the bottle of wine first. Let's, the two bottles and then we'll get, of wine. Yeah, and then we'll get the whiskey out. Right. How did it all start? The whistleblower story. Because when I first saw it, it was just, I saw Adam Schiff on the morning show and I was like, what the, because I'd been driving for two days. I'm right. Like, what the fuck is the happening? Right. So I got you, girlfriend. Okay. I got okay. you. Let me, okay. let me tell Thank you, you what, what had happened. What had happened was. <laughs> what had happened was the IG, the inspector general, says that there's a whistleblower complaint that is being basically held hostage by the president and the Department of Justice instead of being sent to Congress like the law says it should. And I'll explain all of this. So Shocking. Right. So shocking. So the natural order of things is that if there is a whistleblower complaint filed against the president or his administration, the law dictates that it must be sent to Congress for further review. But... It's currently being held hostage by the administration and his Justice Department. So they're basically being said that they're aiding in a cover-up, even though they're saying that there's nothing to hide. Sure. In a phone call, Trump pressed the Ukrainian president at least eight times to work with Rudy Giuliani to dig up any dirt on Joe Biden's son, Hunter. And if the pressure put by Joe Biden to fire the prosecutor, which I'll explain, was to protect Hunter from any prosecution. That's basically what this is about. And all of this was done in exchange of military aid that the Ukraine desperately needs. So it's like he's basically hanging it over their head. So with all the phone calls supposedly recorded or whatever, the whistleblower overheard this pressurizing of like, we're supposed to be on the phone talking about this military aid that you're supposed to be sending over here. But you keep repeating for a count of eight times. Right. According to the New York Times, who ended up posting all of this, was that eight times he kept saying, do the investigation. Do the investigation into Joe Biden's son. So the backstory on this, you're wondering, what is all of this shit about Joe Biden and his son? What the fuck is right. going on? So Joe Biden's son, Hunter, um, at the time that Joe Biden was vice president, worked on the board of a company, which is a Ukrainian gas company that was being investigated by the prosecutor. His name was Victor Shokin. And Victor Shokin at that time, Biden thought that he was incompetent. And it wasn't just him that thought that. This came as a result of other global powers and allies. Biden demanded that one of that guy, that nation's prosecutor, he's one of the top prosecutors. In, in the Ukraine, probably the top prosecutor. And he was kind of seen as ineffective. And so Joe demanded that he be fired in order for them to get the billion dollars of aid that they wanted at the time. And Joe Biden talks about this in the interview. I don't know if you guys saw it no. circulating around. Back in April. Right. Okay. And he was talking about it. There had been mounting, mounting pressure. People were frustrated with this prosecutor. So Joe goes... Well, I'm not gonna. You're not getting the billion dollars unless you fire this prosecutor because there are issues of corruption that are not being investigated. This guy is ineffective. Okay. So Ukraine realizing that they need the billion dollars fired the prosecutor, 
And again, at that time, Hunter was sitting on the board of the company that was being investigated. But fact checkers have come back and said that the investigation was pretty much over at this time. And it had been found that there was nothing going on there. Okay. And uh, the pressures for the prosecutor came from other people other than Joe Biden. It was diplomats, um, allies. And all of these people wanted this guy to resign. And Joe Biden found a way to basically leverage something to get him to design so they resign so that they could bring someone who they thought was effective. Like, if you want money from us, you're going to have to explore all of these things that are involving corruption mm-hmm. and doing all like we can't just write a billion dollar check and you have massive corruption going on in right, the government because right, right. a billion will be gone in no time right right and so circling back to then that phone call joe biden now is running for president we all know that and we know that the president that we have sitting in office is not above asking any foreign superpowers to dig up any dirt on any of his opponents right no, he's not so this is where we arrive to this point where Trump is on the phone. They need aid again because, you know, we write to checks. Mm-hmm. And so instead of talking about the aid, Trump is investigate Joe Biden. Investigate eight times enough to where the complaint was submitted as an ethics violation, mm-hmm. which then led us to the interview on Como yesterday with Rudy Giuliani when he was invited to come over. Lord have mercy. And have this discussion. So I hope That's, that was clear enough while yes. I hand it over to you yeah. about the backstory of about where Colonel we Jessup. are. Oh. Right. <laughs> Take a sip, girl. So, Give me, I need a so eloquently put by Joe Scarborough this top morning. Top me off. Yeah. It's a lot. Let me, let yeah. me top you, sis. Mm. There's... I do have a... I, so I just... I, it's not a really question. It's kind of just my, uh, my take on this is right. that... When we give money to a country, it's just like when we take away sanctions. Right. If you're not doing the right thing, we're not going to help you out. Right. Right. You have to treat your people right, blah, blah, blah. We're not always the best at it, but we try. Right. Okay. We, we could try harder. We could do better because we still give millions of dollars to, you know, Saudi Arabia, Jerusalem, all these places that don't, are not the best human rights. When it comes to ethics and all right. that stuff. Right. Exactly. But so... But what Joe Biden was doing was like, hey, you need to get your shit right or I'm not giving, our government is not giving your government money. Right. But what Trump was doing was help me out or I'm not giving you money. Right. On a personal level, I want to find dirt on my political opponent. Exactly. Right. Not your country is not treating women right, gays right, whatever. We're not giving you money until you do that. It's right. like, help me out. Very mobster, and he uh, he even said that it doesn't matter what he said because he's the president of the United States. But no, that's not how it works. You're right. an, you're an employee of the people of the United States. Your interests you don't matter, right? And your interests don't matter. You're working on the behalf of us, and you have to tell us what the fuck it is that you're talking about when you're talking to this foreign leaders. If it's not in relation to anything that has to do with government, you cannot. Look out for your own self-interests right. and run a re-election campaign from the Oval Office, leveraging the power of the Oval Office to get your goals across. Real quick, are y'all okay if I share something that Laura Haynes posted? Because <coughs> she had a really good post. Like, it sums it up. Um, By saying her name? Or can I just say, I saw this on Facebook today. Y'all don't want me to say her name. I would just say... Because we don't have listens. her permission, and I don't know if she's a listener. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, and I'm not close to her. I didn't know if y'all right. knew her. Or no, I'm not even friends with Okay, so I'll just say I saw this. Okay. Because okay. it, I mean, really doesn't matter, right? It, is she, she, is it something she authored? Or is it written by someone else and she shared it? 
I can paraphrase. I would just say um, I saw a Facebook user named Laura wrote okay. this yeah. really insightful thing. Because then she cited and then all that. But you've also maintained. Oh, wait, no, no. It was Adam Schiff. Okay. Okay, so okay. she. Wait, wait. God damn it. It was really, really good. That's why I want to say it. I don't have the exact quote, so it doesn't matter. She posts a lot, doesn't yeah. she? So I saw somebody post something on Facebook today. It basically just said, if you're a president and, but you don't adhere to the rules, you're above the law, blah, 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 then you're a dictator. Yes. Right. You're not exactly. a president. You're a dictator. And so, which is exactly how Orange Man is, is acting. I can do it. It's basically what Nixon said, right? Oh, yes. Oh, the president. Mm-hmm. I can do it because I'm the president. I'm the president. But that's not how the democracy works. I'm right. sorry. It's not how any of this not works. any of this shit works, bro. <laughs> okay. So what happened was Rudy Giuliani went on Cuomo, right? And we all know, I mean, if you've ever watched Cuomo, you know that he he doesn't, he, I think he does a very good job of not, let, not letting people get away with shit. Yes. Right? Right. Um, but Rudy was Rudy. But Rudy, Rudy was Rudy, Rudy to like a hundred, the hundred The power. whole thing was so fucking bizarre to watch. Yeah. I, I think it does give legitimate reason to believe that Rudy probably has some mental capacity problems, um, diminished capacity. Like, I don't know if he, I, I'm, I'm not, this is not a joke. I, I mean, I just. He was repeating himself five times. Right. No well, and he was why. also saying one thing and then saying another. Like he said at one point, Joe Biden's son gave him a billion dollars. And then he said, Trump, <laughs> Donald Jr. said gave him a billion dollars. Yep. Like he was getting so names mixed up. There was, there was a, there was a question that Cuomo asked him directly. And he said, so did you ask, like, listen, guys, I understand fiduciary responsibilities as a trustee, as an attorney and all of that. Like anybody understands that right. when you're acting for your client, those are your fiduciary responsibilities. We fucking get that. But there's a line that you cross where you have just ventured into the fucking batshit nuts, where you're making up your own fucking facts and you're just saying shit that never actually happened. So Cuomo asks him, because Rudy has now gotten into this thing where he's become half attorney and half like poster child for just absorbing all the blame for all the shit. And then mm-hmm. he goes, the president never said that. I said that. I'm the one that went over there because he had mm-hmm. set up a meeting to go to the Ukraine to try to do this and get them to investigate Biden, which was eventually postponed. So then Cuomo goes, so did you ask the Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden? And he responded with, of course I did. And Cuomo goes, oh, so you did? And then he immediately goes, I never said that. Right. And Cuomo goes, you just said it. And the, the whole thing was so bizarre. I'm listening to it. And bitch, it I'm holding insane. on to my invisible damn pearls. I'm like, bitch, what is, what is going on? And he kept going on with this, saying one thing and contradicting himself. And Cuomo kept telling him, you just admitted on live television that you asked the Ukrainians to investigate Joe Biden. And then you turn around the next sentence and say that, no, you didn't. Like the whole thing. I mean, it was like watching a meltdown. I and couldn't, then Rudy couldn't answer that. It was very much like he just kept trying to change the subject. And, oh, oh, no, you're you are you're doing what you always do. And you this know, is how you do it. This is you how y'all the, do the CNN, the Democrats. This is what y'all do. You create something out of nothing. It's like, you no. You investigate. No, Cuomo actually. Democrats. Right, because it's Democrats. Right. The liberal news media. Yes. Uh, and Cuomo, it's, it's kind of like, no, actually, Rudy, we don't have to say anything. Like, Cuomo literally got half a sentence out, and you began to throw up on him. About Trump. Regurgitating all sorts of bullshit. <laughs> and he was like, you never investigate Joe Biden. You don't want to talk about this. And Cuomo was like, 
show me the receipts and we'll, we'll cover it. Yeah. And he was like, I don't have he's to like, show you a fucking right. thing. And he goes, do you have affidavits? He goes, yes, I have affidavits. So show, bring them. And no, I don't have to give them to you. I'm not going to give them to you. Why would I give them to you? You'll know like, when it matters. Because I'm a journalist and that's what I would do. You don't, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't investigate it. He's like, I'm asking, asking you for it. I'm asking you for the proof. So you show up here with accusations and no receipts and just a way to like muddy the water so much and create so much chaos that we lose sight of the real reason why he is there to be interviewed and have a discussion about this whole basically cover up mm-hmm. that is going on because you can't say that you have nothing to hide and that you're well within your right as president to say certain things or do certain things and then completely hold hostage all the information. Right. And so now we've had some people chime in, like Kamala, who basically told the whistleblower, show up to Congress, bring the receipts, and we'll go over it because it doesn't seem like he's going to release it anytime soon. But there's always issues of like, there's a reason why we have a whole whistleblower system right? so that the identity of the person is kept secret. To keep them safe. Right. And that's exactly why whistleblower channels exist so that Mm. you don't have to expose who you are. Right. But the whole thing that was super bizarre about this is Trump started saying, well, this is a partisan whistleblower. They're from another party. But then when pressed, do you know who it is? I have no idea who they are. But yet you know that they're part of the Democratic Party. Because they're against Trump is the way he sees it. If you're not with me, you're against me. And if you're against me, you must be a Democrat. You're an enemy of the state. Right. And it is truly the essence of what... What does that remind y'all of? A dictatorship. It is truly the essence of a dictatorship (laughs) Mm -hmm. and how dictators operate. And And you would know. And normally, there are a lot of things that are anomalies with this president where... We've just kind of had president who kind of follow the rules and things how things are supposed to go. Right. Or Congress is willing to act. We've never been in this time of history where the president does something wrong and we can't even count on the other Republicans to put pressure. Because the Republicans and the Democrats should be coming together as a Congress and putting pressure for the president to follow the rules and not use a branch of government, which is the, uh, the Department of Justice, to hide this information. Right. That's not how it's supposed to go. So the, they're currently just... Right. Breaking the fucking law. It is. And so I guess here's, and here's my question um, that I had during all of this is that why can't a whistleblower go to Congress first? They can, but then they would have to be exposed that way. There are whistleblower right. channels for a reason. So, so that you they, have to go to the IG first? You have to do it that way because that's. And then the IG tells the president who the whistleblower just told. Like, is that a normal thing though when the whistleblower is telling the IG <gasps> something about what the president did? They go, the IG then goes to well, the president that can, there's a whistleblower out there about you? The president, I don't think, was ever part of this. It's because the justice system, the Department of Justice is in bed with the president. So this it's was handed over to them, not normally. In this case. In this okay. case. And that's what I'm trying to get at. So it, just it, for it, our listeners, because that was confusing for me. I was like, right. how did he find out about before Congress when that's not the normal channel? The Justice Department. So right. it had been handed over to the Justice Department to present to Congress, but who and was in the they, Justice Department? Right, bar and right. So, yeah. so they we, squealed and to, to the orange man, to their leader. Right. To their leader. I mean, that's what you say is that they squealed to their leader. And now this information is sitting over there and has not been given to Congress like it's supposed to so that they can decide if there have been ethics here that were violated right. or if there was... Because orange man shouldn't have even found out until Congress was investigating it or right. after Congress was investigating. It's much like when you do a sexual harassment 
right. thing at your office, right? right? The HR person knows. Right. And then they go around, they start to investigate, but right. they tell you, you know, for us to investigate, we're going to try to protect you as much as possible. Right. But when I ask questions and stuff, they might find out who you are. Exactly. Right. Right. So we're going to try to keep your identity anonymous as much as we can, but we can't, we'll, we right. can't make any promises. And But they never go to the accuser first. And the way the system is set up is that... I mean, the, the accused. With right. this type of stuff involving the government, it really doesn't matter who the person is because the investigation lies within the phone call. Okay. So at this point... And they record all these phone calls. Right. But now we have an issue of, are we ever going to get to tape if the Justice Department is in bed with the administration and they don't see themselves as separate branches of government? You really think that tape will see the light of fucking day? I'm surprised they haven't destroyed the tape. Well, I can tell you we don't thing. even know if it's still there. I'm sure it's gone. If anything, the American people, the the people that are paying attention, which I hope that it's more people that are paying attention now than there was 15, 20 years ago, are sure getting a fucking great government lesson. Because I never learned this shit right in now. high school or college. Right. Right? And Because we never had to. Right. And I mean, generally for... <sighs> <laughs> never oh thought God. we would have somebody that would go to this links. And I won't even lie. In general, the way the government was set up was there are a lot of things that our constitution has done to protect us that I don't think a lot of people notice. Yeah. But although there are some loopholes, there's a lot of things that 45 has not been able to do because checks and balances has been so great. Despite but, the fact that a lot of our checks and balances have not done what they're supposed to do. Right. And so the things with, like, the courts and stuff like that, of course he's found loopholes. And there's some things where we just don't have legal answers to because this is an anomaly. It's never happened before, right? Because nobody's taking that, that much right. advantage of the system. <laughs> and also because we are lacking so much staff mm-hmm. in the state mm-hmm. department. Right. Right, which allows a lot of this shit to, get, to go unnoticed, right? And so right now we're even at a point where we have to, we don't even have a definition of whether this is illegal or not. Until we can really hear the tapes so we see the transcripts to see how it was said. Because a, the president leveraging United States aid for something that's beneficial to the United States is not defined as something that's illegal. So we don't know unless we have the exact wording of, you need to investigate Joe Biden, get me some dirt on him about what he that did. Is about, that is yes. illegal. But that's he could have, it's extortion. He, he could have easily said on the behalf of the United States, there are some ethics issues that we have before oh, we give you aid. That. I mean, I'm just saying th- it right, leaves it right. open, I'm right? Because he does have advisors. He could have easily said there's some investigation into Joe Biden that I would like to be done about how an issue was handled several years ago. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily mention his campaign, knowing that it doesn't matter either way. Right. When he gets that dirt, he's going to use it. Right. right. So we're in such a great area right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, as much as I would want... he's. He's so narcissistic that he's not going to listen to his advisors on how to word it. Right? right. He's going to say how he's going to say it. Give me some dirt on Joe Biden and then I'll give you the money. <laughs> that's probably what he said because that's, that's how, be surprised. That's how a third it. grader would extort another third grader out of candy. When so I was, that's about his language. You know, that's about the, the capacity the of, his, of his language. I was listening to the news a little bit <laughs> and one of the anchors was saying that there were so many words that that were that they're hearing through the grapevine that were said that he might have not said it outright, but it was enough that the Ukrainian people knew what he was saying for it to make them uncomfortable, and it was enough for the per- the whistleblower to know what was being said for him to then whistleblow mm-hmm. okay. eight times in a phone call that's supposed to be talking about something else. 
he keeps saying, I need you to investigate Joe Biden about it. Like, they knew. You just knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, shady fucker. Shady fucker. <sighs> All right, guys. Oh, I need a sip, child. I know. I know. I'm, I'm going to be sip. drunk before we even go to topic two. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, well, I had us down for a break before we get into. You know what? There's a lot more to cover. Let's take a break now. Yeah. This is a good stopping point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the next subject is pretty big, too. Yes. Yeah. So we don't want to overlap. You got us on Irani. Oh, I got it. We'll come back. Iranian. We'll come back with Iran. Who, child? All right. But okay. right now, Iran's so far away. We're back. Bitches. <laughs> With another round of fuck shit from this week. So much fuck shit, Ray. Oh, so okay. much fuck shit. All so, the fuck shit. Yeah. What's the deal with Iran? Okay. Iran, Saudi Arabia. What, and now we're sending troops. Can you give us an update on World War Three? Yes. So let Seriously, me. that's. I mean, that's what Notre Dame is. Or I like all the all the past. His, not historians, philosophers. but predict, philosophers and all that stuff have always predicted that that's where, you know, war would be. So. Yes. So, a little bit of background. Uh, several days ago, there was a drone and cruise missile attack on a big Saudi Arabian refinery. And the people who claimed responsibility are the local Houthi rebels. Right. But they ain't got money. Mm-hmm. So, they have been backed by Iran. So... Who hates Saudi Arabia. Who hates Saudi Arabia. And, well, basically everybody who's not right. Iran. <laughs> and U.S. officials, including the Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin and Secretary of State Monk Mike Pompeo, they have accused Iran of orchestrating these devastating attacks on the oil installation. Trump, however, has been slightly more reluctant to explicitly call out Iran. And Iran is denying that it's behind the attacks. Um, I also was doing some reading where some people are speculating that it was Yemen that was did it. But, I mean, the, the consensus seems to be that it was Iran. And whether you think it was the Houthi rebels that did it or not, if they're backed by Iran, you kind of right go with who's fundraising this stuff. Who's bankrolling your and I don't attacks. think Yemen has the money to do this. I mean, they're, I they've don't. been just... They've been bombarded oh, with shit. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. They're barely... St- they're barely surviving. Right. And so earlier today, today has been a busy, busy day. Keep in <laughs> it's mind, been a busy day for some bullshit. There, it is. It is Friday fuck shit. We are recording you this on Friday. Friday. You would think this was Friday the 13th. Friday, Friday, gotta start a war on Friday. Oh my God. Where is that from? <laughs> it's that stupid Friday song from by Rebecca, Rebecca Black. Black. Oh, I don't know it. You gotta know it. Gotta get down on Friday. Ugh, I hate myself for it. Ugh. <laughs> now I need to sage myself. Yes. So, okay. Sage so, drink wine. <laughs> get the tannins to flush it out. So we're recording this episode on Friday, and earlier today, President Trump said he has ordered sanctions on Iran's national banks, quote, at the highest level, whatever the fuck that means. Right. Um, Everything has got to be big. It's so grandiose. It and is. So the, I saw this on Reddit. It's Someone such a small it. man, small dick. Everything it's has the, to be big. It's the little person behind the curtain. <laughs> 
It is. Thank you, Kamala. Yes. So I saw this on Reddit where someone said, translation, we're already at maximum pressure sanctions and there is fuck all else we can do. So we just have to play pretend by saying the highest level of sanctions. And then about... It's like the red level, orange level with the, that exactly. they would do after 9 What level November? are we currently I don't know. We're at crimson. Oh, crimson. <laughs> it's red is the highest level and we're at crimson. Oh, uh, okay. Anything higher than red means we're at war. So we're not higher than red. We're just at crimson. What comes after crimson? Uh, brick red. Brick red. I thought it was brick red, too. Brick red. I just wanted to make sure. Maroon. Maroon. Before we, get to, before we get to blood red. We'll get to burnt sienna. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Burnt How do y'all know so many fucking color variants? Crayola. I used to color a lot. Crayola makes a big ass box yeah. of crayons. So, okay, so that's where we were at earlier today, and he was just like, I don't see any reason to go to war. I'm not going to do anything military like that. And just this evening, about an hour before we all got together, <laughs> breaking news. The Pentagon announced that it will deploy U.S. forces to the Middle East, a.k.a. Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. And they're doing this on the heels of the oil. Iranian attack on Saudi Arabian oil facilities. Yes. Well, yeah, because we are dependent upon it. And I'm not saying Iran did it. But if you wanted to make a motherfucker feel some shit... What other way right. than to attack the thing that they value the most? Right. And make the most money off of. Right? Yes. I mean, if I owned a diamond factory. I mean. And I'm not saying that I, I'm factory. not saying that they did it. Right. But I mean. And what I find very frustrating about all of this, and I know there's a lot of other people that feel the same way, is that, yes, it was, you know, almost 20 years ago, but the majority of people that attacked us on 9-11 were Saudi, we're Saudi Arabians. Arabians. Yes. Right? And... Most of them. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, most of them. So not even just the majority. Most yeah. of them. And then we also have that it was on... It was a Saudi Arabian journalist who was U.S.-based, Jamal Khashoggi. He walked into the consulate in Istanbul, but it was Saudi Arabian's consulate. So that is Saudi Arabian soil. For all and he was never purposes. seen as... He wasn't. Again. He was murdered. He was murdered. He was butchered. And, you know, they, the crown prince, it was, there was credible evidence that the crown prince was responsible mm-hmm. for it, ordered that fucking hit. Right. And because he told Trump, no, I didn't have anything to do with it, Trump's like, I believe him because I believe dictators. That's what I do. Yeah. Those and are his so friends. They, they write just, him love letters. Exactly. So that we're but let, going to their fucking. Let's be honest, though. The United States, no matter who the president is, true, we have all fucking bowed down to Saudi Arabia every fucking time. We need them, right? That's, that's we're, the whole we're reason. Beholden to them. With what Ray just said was after nine eleven, knowing that most of them was Saudi Arabians. Still, we decided to go into Iraq mm-hmm. and Afghanistan. We didn't even fucking touch Saudi Arabia with a ten foot pole. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Because you don't fucking shit where you eat, my friend. Right. And that then is the Muslim why. ban with the airlines. Where did that... They never did it in Saudi it Arabia. Never, no. Never. Every Muslim country they could think of was getting... I shouldn't say every. A significant amount mm-hmm. of Muslim yeah. countries were banned, but not Saudi Arabia. Not Saudi Arabia. And they were... Again, they were throwing it back about the whole 9-11 thing. Again, they came from fucking Saudi Arabia. Right. And I know we're going to cover this later on. So that's... Because we're dependent on them for our energy. 
right? Yeah. And that is why we need to figure out the new Green Deal and like all, you know, figure Grow out. Grow some way windmills. <laughs> I hear I hear they don't Plant work. Plant a windmill. Right. I heard you get cancer from my right. The birds. The birds. And your lights go off when your solar panels don't work when the sun goes down. What climate changes I throw my fucking snowball at you, bitches. Oh, my God. And we'll get into climate change later because there are 47 topics tonight, people. Yes. We got so much content, y'all. And they're excited about it. Like, people were emailing, sending IMs, writing that we want our fucking episodes. And you fucking drunk delegates are so lucky because you're getting, like, three episodes in a span of, like, six days. You thirsty bitches. (laughs) Unquenchable thirst. I see you, Leo. <laughs> we love you, Leo. And Sarah and Karen and all the wonderful people at Hub. Um, so I don't want to say is that it with Iran, but that's that's all that it is, is to date. Everything in a nutshell that has, I have you as updated as of 5:30 Central St- Standard Time today. So hopefully we don't wake up tomorrow morning to sirens going off. Just saying. But yeah. Do so we know any? We know somebody with a bunker. Who do we know with a bunker? She can't say on air. She's a bomb shelter. Oh. So that's somebody to get. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think I just want to go. You want to go? Yeah, I don't want to be. In a you bomb don't want to. I'm claustrophobic, machine. You don't want to. Uh, <laughs> you think I can't survive in a bomb shelter? I'm claustrophobic. You don't want to fucking tough it out with the rest of us. No. And maybe. No. I just don't want to know what's going to happen young. after. You're young. You're young. Of course you do. You've got your whole life in front of you. Well, there won't be much life left. Yeah. No, no I don't. I really don't. And I used to think I did, but then I was like, okay, I have three medications I have to take every day or I die. Mm. And then I would just die a slow death. Mm. And I, Right, Ray? I mean, I don't want to do that shit. Diabetes. I don't want y'all to have to take care of me. I don't want to, I don't want to bring the... The tribe down. You don't want to be sitting in a bunker drawing straws about who we're going to eat next. <laughs> you have permission to. You have permission to, to carve me up. <laughs> to carve you up. Yeah. All I know is diabetics don't do well in bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> the diabetes. Uh, okay. What is next? So actually, you know what? My glass is dry. Oh, you. I know. Glug glug glug. And then let's. Uh, what's next? So what we are drinking next is I'm a Zinfandel. We have had a red Zinfandel here before, and you guys are familiar. But this one, this one is an import, darling. You got this one. It's called Zinfandel, Ray. Zinfandel Pogalia. 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 Tempanillo. Uh, Actually, I think it's Puglia. Is it Puglia? Yeah. Which can't read. I'm drunk. <laughs> Hello, wine. After last week's episode, my Italian is muy bueno. Sinjavis. That is not good. That is not Italian She said muy bueno. Muy bueno. That is like the whitest thing. Okay. Now, moving on to our... Real quick, though. I did stand in front of the Sinjavise section. Did you hear it say it in your head? I did. I stood there and I was just like, do I want a Sinjavise? You know we love a good Sinjavise. Okay. We're having a red Zinfandel. And this one is by Caleo Italia. It's a Zinfandel. What can I say? I know. Cherries. Right. Boulder. Sin. Fandel. You know what's in. But all jokes aside... This is a much bolder red. 
Uh, it's hot on the spectrum. This is the one that you're going to so pair. we're ending big. We're ending big. This is the one that you pair with your bold cheeses, the sharp cheeses. It goes really smooth on the palate, but you're definitely going to feel it. it has that bite in the back of your throat. It's got going to punch you in the kidney. It's going to punch you in the kidney. So I <laughs> kickstart your liver. <laughs> and it's going to it's gonna either start your night off really well or it's going to end it real nice. <laughs> uh, it's, it's an either or bottle. Right. And um, I am going to... Pop that shit. No, it's a crack. It's a, crack. it's a cracker. But this one is going to be, it's, I'm going to say, before I ask you guys about what you think about the alcohol uh-huh. content, I'm going to give you some clues. Okay. So that you get to throwing. Just try to help hit, us out. Hit, bitches, don't be just yelling out numbers. Right. So this is an intense bold. It's going to be very purple in color. It's going to be okay. spicy. Ooh, high color. on the tannins and high on the acidity. Ooh. So with that being said, bitches, give me your guesses. You I'm go going 14.4. Okay. Damn. I hope. <laughs> I don't think, though. How, what do you think? 13.6. You have got to get better at this. <laughs> <laughs> Ray comes in close. The bottle comes in at a solid 14. It's going to be Ooh. really good. I'm uh, excited. Bottle. Actually, we split it. Yeah, I'll split the Did difference. You said 13.6, I said 14.4, right in the oh. middle. All right, hey! <laughs> so this is going to be a really good bottle. It's gonna You're going to feel it, and it's going to be, if you're allergic to tannins, <laughs> there's plenty of them in this bottle. So I, I'm not going to be able to talk about you're it. Be, but night. you're going to be feeling really <laughs> nice. And Ray, what was the price point for this bottle? That bottle was $12.99 at... Total wine. Y'all, total wine. Y'all had to start sponsoring some shit with all this advertisement. Or at least do you remember that double my points, right? Speaking of songs, because I'm late to the party, because I've had way too much wine. Remember when you said "Meet in the Middle"? You know what song it reminds me of? Meet me in the middle. Diamond Rio. No, that's a. I wasn't thinking them. I was thinking. You didn't. You just meet me in the middle. I was thinking eighties. Just a little. Oh my okay. god. Crack that shit. I'm going to crack this shit. Here we go. Woo! Nice. Got it crack a lacking. Look at that, Ray. Very purple in color. Ooh, it's it dark. Is. It is dark. That's a burgundy Ooh. right yes, there. Honey. Oh, Deep yeah. purple. Who's it? What's the song by Deep Purple? Uh, Jimmy, Hen- uh, Jimmy Hendrix did, right? No. Jimmy well, Hendrix did Purple Haze. Oh, yeah. Purple Haze. There was a band named There was a band. They sang Smoke on the Water. Smoke on the Water. Susan, I know you are listening and screaming right now. (laughs) Rachel! Write us, Susan. Let us know. It's good. I bet it is, honey. Let me see. Oh, I like that. It smells really good. Mm -hmm. Do you catch it in the throat Mm -hmm. and back? It's, it's, you can feel that. Yeah. Higher in the spectrum of alcohol. So where are we going? I know this tannin. Now that, yeah, now that I can't, now that I'm going to not be able to talk, let's, <laughs> and I have to say a name, Justin Trudeau. Oh, bless, the bae who breaks the heart. Bless his little white ass. Oh, child. And in, in the southern way. So former bay of the day. Yes. Ugh, right. God. Actually, he's never been an official bay of the day, but. But he's a liberal he bay. A, he's a liberal bay. Yeah. But, he lost okay. his way. Yeah. Here's and this is not making excuses for him. You better all. not. No, not no. This excuses. is this is me just saying. I wasn't that surprised because I just am not that shocked anymore. All when, our oh yeah, no, no, no. There, there a, were there were a lot a white, of when a white person is has said something racist or done something racist. 
the the blackface was a it it wasn't shocking, but I was like, wow, for how liberal he is, and you know, black people go through this in such a pattern. For those white people that you fall in love with, and then you're like, it lets you down, and they let you down every single time because it's like black people since the beginning of time, we're always letting people in so they can betray you know, us. They say never meet your heroes. And then, oh man, and it's like he's such a liberal bay. He's like he says all the right things, done all the right things. Is has great policy. I mean, an overall leader that we're always looking to and going, wow, you know. And this is such like. This is such a fall. Which, like, which, it could have been anything else, but why this? Okay, first question I would like to ask y'all before we get into the actual stuff that he did is that, um, so when should he have brought this to the surface, though? Because obviously he's embarrassed by it. He said he was embarrassed by it. He's been trying to keep it under wraps. Fucker doesn't realize social media lasts forever, right? So first of all, Justin, a little ignorant. <laughs> Very ignorant. So when do do you? I mean, seriously, and I don't know what he was before he was prime minister. Was he in the was he in their house or whatever? He had been active right. to some extent. I don't know the exact title. And mm-hmm. and I don't know when the right time is. That's what you have PR for and and campaign managers and all that kind of stuff. When you start, my feeling is the first time he ever talked about race or racism or whatever that's when you just fucking come out no and you just say and Michi, as a campaign man right your campaign manager i'm putting it on for a minute and if you were a campaign manager for somebody Mm -hmm. and let's say six months into it and you know that oh my god this guy's gonna win blah 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 and either somebody tells you or he or she tells you yeah i kind of did this thing and i'm super embarrassed about it i was ignorant blah, blah, blah. I've, I've come a long way to it. how should i handle it what would you say so there's i've actually dealt with an experience like this i'm not going to say directly but i've dealt with an experience with someone was in a lifestyle where people Todd. might might have frowned upon it might have frowned upon it about some beliefs that they had in the past or whatever and the the, the moral of the story is if you bury it, it'll come back and bury you. Right. So what you do is you get ahead of it before anybody even mentions it. You mention it about yourself. You print the you pictures out. You want to control the narrative? Yes, you control the narrative. Because, like I said, if you bury it, it'll come back and bury you. Right. You get ahead of it and you say, when you and, and you have this platform where you're talking to other people about racial issues and you're just you're like, look. I've made those mistakes. I've been there. I did this. And here I am standing talking to you, my fellow white brethren, and letting you know that if you really want to be reformed and you really want to do the right thing, you own it. You apologize for it. And then you make your amends and you become active. You listen to the people who are in the community and you work side by side with them. But if you try to hide it, it makes it seem like you're trying to get one over on me. And now you're just trying to explain this shit because you've been exposed. And now you're on a whole fucking apology tour. But you had ample right. opportunity to get ahead of this. And let me know before I had to find out from Sally across the street that you've been sleeping with her when you could have told me at breakfast this morning over cereal that you've been fucking the bitch across the street. Right. 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 And he obviously he didn't do that. Obviously, <laughs> it's just an analogy. Like, it's sometimes it's better to rip the Band-Aid off and be honest in your apology. Apologies are most sincere when you say them without any duress right. around you. you I, he's obviously under duress now because people are pressing him about of it. Of course. And it seems so disingenuous to me because what else are you going to do? Right. I, I mean, 
I, again, I don't want to make this light. I, I, I'm, I am, I applaud him for just fucking coming out and going, I did it. But well, we have is, proof. No, 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 no. He or didn't did just he, come out on his own. Or was no. he pressed? He was there exposed. Was, yes. No, no, he was exposed. I'm just saying he didn't try to deny it or anything like you that. You can't when your face is out there right. in the with media, your name, right? With your name on it. With, with, with you, like, singing the shit. And, it, like, it's True. just... I, I, I hope that he makes, if there can be, the silver lining in the black cloud, in the gray cloud, whatever you call it. What do you call it? Silver lining in the cloud. Silver lining in the cloud. Black cloud is yeah. probably not a good choice of words. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> but, and the reason I asked you that question, Mishy, is mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm just, for once, I would just like somebody to do just what you said. Yeah. Right? To just come out. I mean... Have it, I mean, I think your friends have been honest with you for the most part and just said, you know, I've been, always been perfect. Right. I've thought a certain way. I've said certain things. I've listened to jokes. I've made jokes. Right. All those kind of things. We and, sat awkwardly by as people made jokes. Absolutely. And pa- I was I was totally passive about that shit. And those are ago. honest conversations and people right. want to hear them because there's no way that you, there's no better way to tell how far someone has come without seeing the journey, without knowing it. Because as of today, I know that you woke up after being exposed and now you're sorry. As you could have just told me you were sorry before you had been exposed so that I can see the journey and the... Because he got caught. Because you got caught. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are you really, are you sorry that you did this? Because are you sorry you got caught? You're sorry you got caught. One of the things that's most troubling is that this is as recent as when he was 30 years old. Right. So this is not that long ago. 2001. It was 2001. It is, one, it's old enough to fucking know better. Yeah, Yeah, he's 29 years old. It's, it's, this is not like it was in the 60s or the 80s. It is right in the cusp where we know that this shit is not acceptable. We had long established that blackface and all that was... Ex- not acceptable in 2001. Right. And, and, and when I heard him say that, I remember as a child watching Shirley Temple, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm not saying that they had blackface on there, but I'm just saying, like, I watched that era of, of movies and television and right. stuff like that because we only had three channels and one of them was PBS. Right. And they would show a lot of that stuff. And one of the, I remember watching this program on PBS. I mean, this is definitely the 70s. Right. Um, where they were showing old footage. Of minstrel of, shows. Yes. Yeah. With blackface. Like even mm-hmm. Amos and Andy. And and even, even as a child who grew up in rural Texas, mm-hmm. right, in a very segregated, racist um, environment. They're horrifying to watch. Knew that was wrong. They're horrifying. feels wrong. I was four or five years old. And and the reason I knew it was wrong is because I knew they were making fun of somebody. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the blackface. If somebody just had blackface and was and was talking a certain way, I, may, I might have been like, why are they doing that? Right. But I knew that they were making fun of somebody. Mm-hmm. At four or five years old, I could, I could intelligently Your internal decide. moral compass... Was telling so you there's something wrong with that. Thirty years old, right? That in 2001, exactly. 2001, right? This is 1978 when right. I'm watching PBS. Right. He knew that fucking shit was wrong. And I remember the first time I saw something in blackface. What I didn't connect with the fact that it was a white person in blackface. What I connected was the white lips it was so exaggerated that I knew that they were making fun of someone. Same thing. Right. Like, you know they're making fun of someone. Yeah. It is a characterization in an over. Characterization 
of the stare of perpetuating a stereotype of what you think black people mm-hmm. look like. Right. And as a black person, I can't. I know, like, I can't watch any like minstrel show stuff or any of like the little. It's not entertaining for the, me. But for it's, me, it's actually horrifying. It's, yeah, it's actually it's, terrifying. Like, right. it's, it's like watching a horror movie because you know where it came from. And it's not only that. Like, it, just watching it, it's it's a terrifying sight mm-hmm. to look at. Yeah. Because when you see that and you think that this is a projection of how someone sees who you are it is terrifying and so i can't even like there's only so much of it that i can like like as i was going through the pictures watching i I couldn't i was like i can't even this scares me like it'll give me nightmares so i'm gonna plug a podcast real quick the 1619 podcast episode episode three yes talks about the minstrel, um, uh, minstrel shows, minstrel shows, blackface, and, and all right, of that, and, and it shows where it originated from. Great history, which, which we never hear that story, right? Ever hear that? Story. I've never heard that story in my life. Where Perfectly it encapsulated in like not 60 only minutes. not only is it just told like by this velvety voice that this woman is just a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, Nicole Hannah Jones narrates it, writes, I think she, she works for the New York Times. She's, she's an author. Yes. She's a writer. She's a, a journalist. Super brilliant. Fantastic. She does it with other people, the right. podcast, but episode three, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to this podcast, first of all, you just, I don't, just take four it's hours. Amazing. Story. More importantly, Absolutely. if you haven't read the project, please. Absolutely. Yeah. Put it on your YouTube. But definitely that resonate. I had just listened to that podcast right. when there's Justin Trudeau. 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 Hello. Hello, Tannen. Yeah. And fuck, I don't want to have to pronounce his name It's French. Anymore. You can get it right, right or you can Americanize it. I don't care. Trudeau. He doesn't deserve to get his name pronounced no, correctly. not right, right now. now. But I, then this came out. And I don't know if y'all saw this or not. Mm-hmm. The So there was the um, him as the Aladdin. Yes. And then there was him as um, Harry Belafonte Harry uh, doing Deo, right? But in that one, I don't know if you noticed or not, because I watched Tr- Trevor. Mm-hmm. Noah, because I love Trevor. In which one? Um, when he was Harry Belafonte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the fro and shit. It was, he was not just in blackface machine. It, yeah. was, it was head to toe. Yeah, I saw. He, he, had, he had the, the fro jeans, and everything. Because he had jeans with cutouts. Mm. And in the cutouts, you could see that his legs were black. Really? And in the wow. arms. Yeah. And he even went and got him a fro. It, he, he, like, he was committed. And then, and here's the to, thing. If you're, to me, and, and please, please, Mishy, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Yeah. If I was doing a share uh, impersonation. I am going to put on a, a share wig. I'm going to put on a share level costume. Let me, right. Let's go back to like sunny and share days. I'm going to have that long straight hair, 1970s. You're going to be flipping it. Flipping it. Oh, no. the turbo. No. Yeah. No. I got you, babe. Yeah. Right? And if I was going to be doing Harry Belafonte mm-hmm. in that era, I might have a wig that looks like his hair. But I'm not coloring my face to save my life. I want to be in character, but I don't want to be a caricature. Right. Right. And some people will resent the implications of the wig and stuff, and... It's and, just and because... Maybe I'm trying to go as a man is different, you know, but... Right, but it's it's just the... There's... For me, the wig wouldn't bother me. The 70s, everybody had a fro in the 70s, right? right? Like, everybody... There's, there's not a specific history that resonates with that someone... Wearing hair and putting My on a brother had a fro it's, in the two thousands. It's like if you if you're like Ginger's going, got a yes. it's like the same thing that the dancer suffered through when she tried to be crazy eyes from 
from the show Orange is the New Black. Yes. And it was like, I was like, sis, I was cool when you went and you did your Bantu knots. And, but when you went in the mirror and started painting yourself, that's stop. Because as, as a black person who, who is in love with several characters, like Harley Quinn, for example, she's not a real person, but my daughter wanted to dress up as Harley Quinn. You know what we did? We went and we got some color in her hair and we did, she went, she wore her own natural piggy tails. We got some color. We did the whole thing. And then we did the little heart or whatever. Yeah. As a person with common sense, you could tell we're doing Harley Quinn. Did I go and grab a bucket of paint and paint her white? No. And even then there are no, there's no implications. There's no such thing as white face. There are racial ramifications and implications for something like blackface because it was literally created to perpetuate stereotypes and dehumanize black people. So there's no history of that. There's no such thing as brownface. It's not a thing. No. It's all blackface and originates from one very dark past. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And there's even been instance of it not too long ago with Zoe Saldana. Right. Uh, a Latina, an Afro-Latina. Latina. Who played Nina Simone in a movie. And she's, Nina Simone is a dark-skinned she woman. She is a very dark-skinned dark skin woman. Yeah. yeah. And she darkened her skin for it, and she got a lot of shit from it. They should, they should because they should have casted they plenty casted of dark-skinned skin. women in Hollywood. And all of that is, there are implications of colorism. You are now perpetuating colorism. You could have easily gotten an actress who can play this part perfectly, mm-hmm. who has that skin tone. I can think of tone. like five right off the top that have been nominated ten. for Oscars already. Yes. Right. Without you having to get someone. First of all, Nina wasn't no skinny girl. No. Not that I have no. anything against skinny girls out there, but she was a hefty girl. She was thick. She was okay? Mean. In all the right places. And, <laughs> and you get skinny ass, skinny ass, life skin ass. Zoe Saldana, they look nothing right. alike. And also, not the most conventionally attractive woman. So you don't have to narrow yourself to the top five most beautiful black actresses in America. And she is attractive you know? in her own way. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I thought she was absolutely beautiful. Okay. And Cut that. They, I feel bad saying and, that well, no, I think No, I think everybody has their own their version own of that. I thought she was beautiful in her own way. Simply because she was so confident in who she was. It was. That and she made quality. it a point that she was not going to abide by the European standard of beauty, that her that's own true. beauty was going to be African standardized, and that's the standard of beauty she I was think that's something that women fight for a lot, and, and definitely African-American women, or African women. Right. right? Any, mm-hmm. Or any women of color that, that happen to be bigger than a size six. Right. Fight that every day because that there's a connotation that comes with being dark-skinned and thick. And it, it, all of this all of crosses a board mm. with, it's not just the implications of things where... Because we all thick at this table. <laughs> thicker than a kindergarten pencil, honey, okay? <laughs> Done a snickle. So, I was, what, I, what I was going to say is it, it's across all marginalized groups. Like, I'll give a white example, for example. Mm-hmm. If you cast a Marilyn Monroe who's anything less than a size 12, I'm a side eye the fuck out of you. Yes. Because Marilyn Monroe was not a skinny bitch. No. So don't put no skinny bitch to play no. somebody who's not a skinny bitch. And her bitch. size 12 is not our, not even our size 12 right. today. Right. So it's now. like a size 16 now. Right. Is what her size was. So what <laughs> you are now trying to do is you're perpetuating your standard of beauty and in rewriting history entirely. Right. According to what you think it should look like. Right. And that's not okay. And then the same thing goes with the situation with Zoe and tying it back to Justin. 
we had we had gone far enough into history for him to know that the shit was not appropriate. Right. And all he's saying is he's sorry. And like, also, I, and a that third he's allegation has since made, been because he said mentioned. they know three times. He like, doesn't know how many but times he he's said. Done it. I don't know how many times I've no, done it. No, but they've it. at least found a third one. It's I tried to find the other instances. I haven't found those yet because he just says I know those aren't the only three. Yeah, I mean, uh, what for I God's sakes, don't just say you only did three times when you I know. know. No, he said now. he doesn't know, and which I think was a cop out. He know, you know, yeah. right? But a third instance was from the nineties. Um, it's a video that shows him in dark makeup, raising his hands and laughing. So who the fuck knows what he did? I'm just like, what the fuck is so funny about that shit? When is re-election in Canada? Now? That's why he's on a campaign. He's on a mm-hmm. re-campaign So tour. somebody found this. Oh, And of it's in October, mm-hmm. right? Yes, it looked good for him. And the thing is, <laughs> I remember, I want to say it was around the time that Me Too stuff was starting to get very popular. I remember talking about, like, please don't let Tom Hanks, right? We were talking about that. But I also remember saying Justin Trudeau. Do you remember saying Justin Trudeau? I do remember saying Justin Trudeau. So I appreciate that we haven't found the fact that you have sexually harassed anybody. Or raped anybody. Or raped anybody, but... I really don't appreciate Honey, this. Honey, I am not happy with this one. I am, this is not really the kind of like, oh, but at least I didn't rape anybody. No, nope, I'm not thrilled with this. And, I am not happy with and this. And I at had all. to explain this: the simple philosophy of impact versus intent. Right. If you hit someone with your car, it doesn't matter whether you meant to hit them or not; they're going to die. That is the impact. Right. If you didn't mean to run a light. And you ended up killing somebody. It doesn't matter that you didn't mean to run the light. What matters is that you fucking killed somebody. So it is an impact versus intent thing. And whatever the intentions are, they don't matter because the impact is far greater. Right. And I think, too, um, a lot of times in these situations, we get caught up with because I think I've already heard people talking about, well, how's he going to redeem himself? Blah, blah, blah. You know what? I don't fucking care. Yeah. I don't really care how you come back from this. It's That's, that's right? for him. Right? I, to- I, don't, I don't care if people forgive you. Like, I don't care how you're supposed to get better, how you're supposed to educate yourself now, blah, blah, blah. Like, you've known about this. And like you said, Mishy, he had this. Mm-hmm. He had he this had the great opportunity of when the shit was happening so in America. So many times, so like, many times to get in front of it, well, calling Trump a racist. Seriously, right. and the whole time you've known, you've done fucking blackface, not just three times. And you know who's eating that shit times. up, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, we've yet to find a picture of Trump doing blackface, right? So he has that in his back. He pocket. has that in his back pocket. Although right? we, we with so, plenty of instances yeah. of his racism. But I just so I just don't want the emphasis to be on how he can come back from this. I want the emphasis to be on when you run for office, be fucking honest. Be honest and let the people know who you are, what you've done, and let us know how you've evolved because of that. I'm supposed exactly. to feel like you went from hiding this, and in 24 hours now you've evolved. You were hiding it because you knew it was wrong. So you knew. You, you fucking knew. Us, but you never told us. So yeah, no, I was on the phone, on FaceTiming with my granddaughter, who automatically had shame because she knew she was calling me to tell me she did something wrong. Right, right. Three years old, three years old, trying to rip a brother's neck off. (laughs) We are born with an internal moral compass. I don't care 
there's things that even at a young age you you remember looking and going, this, it is called a conscience. Right. Yep. And we all have it. It is born built in. And you know when shit is fucked up. And he knew shit was fucked up because he tried to hide it. Right. So we could do an argument of campaign strategy of how shitty are you to not have gotten ahead of this thing and use it to your to to your favor to be honest with people. Because now everything you do from this point forward is disingenuous. Right. I don't care how many black folk you sit with and talk to. Yeah. It's done, boo. Right. It's done. So speaking of crazy. <laughs> oh, that shit crazy. So- <laughs> Yes, butch. So the crazy people in America want to know what's in Area 51. Hold on. <laughs> you know. I, I mean, I'm just laughing just thinking no, about I, it. No, Because tell of the you, meme you shared of the guy running. <laughs> I love white people. <laughs> For this reason? For this particular brand of unapologetically crazy. White people have been providing... Momentous moments of comedy, such as these ones, for the longest. Like, because we can be crazy like this. And like, you know. Meanwhile, I, I'm just trying to make it through life. I've got them trying not to be macroaggressed, <laughs> face racism, get shot. There are a lot of things that I have to check. I want to know there's fucking aliens in New Mexico, Michi. I'm right. So, <laughs> this this is a an event that had been oh my god pour me up because I just how fucking privileged is it to like just leave your life and go to fucking New Mexico to see the this Area Fifty One's not in New Mexico or Arizona it's in Nevada Nevada, Nevada. thank you you're thinking of Roswell I yes. am thinking of Roswell you're right that is where the aliens really are <laughs> there's a show called Roswell apparently that and there's a new I've been Roswell. I've been there I've been to Roswell. It's spooky. Really? It is. Yep. Like alien spooky? It's just spooky. It's like the desert. It's It's just just, vibey. Yeah. Okay. So there was a young white man who was like, I don't know what he was doing. Probably sitting in his room going. Smoking pot. Watching. And he was watching. (laughs) He's either like, yeah, ate a tab or had a bowl. And he had happened to have been watching a conspiracy documentary about Area 51 and aliens. So he went on his Facebook page and Was it the crazy alien guy? On the History Channel? No. You know what I'm talking I don't about? Remember the what guy it was with the spike hair. No, it was aliens. something else. It the was the aliens. aliens. It was I don't remember particularly what he said it was that he was watching. Okay. But then he said, you know what? I'm gonna create a Facebook event. So he creates this Facebook event saying Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us. And the description was, if we Naruto run, they can't arrest all of us and some of us will get through. Let's see them aliens. This is the caption. And for for those of you... Let's see them aliens. Them aliens. For those of you who are not into anime or older and not familiar with what Naruto running is, I will explain it to you. And picture that I, I just didn't, said. I didn't know either. It's, it's, I was hoping she was going to explain. It is anime, so it's going to it's going to. I know be, now, but I didn't know. Right, because I posted it. Yes, until you of it earlier. Yeah. It's basically when a person is running forward. Did she just say Jeff? Yeah, I did. Just because I didn't feel like hearing that. I didn't feel like hearing her mouth. We're not doing this. <laughs> so when you put your arms back and you stick your neck out forward. And you just run like a fucking chicken, basically is what it is. Which like is, a road run. Yeah, and in the, in the anime, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't look so crazy because they're going at a high speed and it's like they're doing the thing. 
But then you turn on the fucking news and you see a grown ass adult in the middle of a desert running behind a reporter like a f- goddamn chicken at fucking 2 p.m. in the afternoon when everybody's at fucking work trying to get a check to pay the motherfucking rent in like two weeks and your bitch ass is out there in Nevada running around with your neck stuck out and your arms behind you ever a fool that you ever conjured up to be when you woke up in the morning. And so the before I get ahead of myself... <laughs> Initially, it just had 42 people respond that they were going to go. Right. And then it fucking blew up. And then before you knew it, 1.5 million people were interested and 2 million people were going. And it was at this moment the young man was like, okay, listen. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know I said what I said, but. Let me tell you, because then the Air Force came out and they said, look, bitch. Try us. Right. On a sunny day, if we want to. This is where we do our trainings. We do active shootings. And all two million of y'all will catch a cap in this desert if you show up to this motherfucker. Yeah, and try to raid Area 51. And try to raid Area 51 to see these aliens. We got some for you, but it ain't aliens. So you went on his Facebook. They like to keep their aliens secret. They do. They don't want anybody to know. Yeah. You just gotta, we're not ready for it. We've got right. shit we can handle on a personal level. We're not even ready for aliens yet. <laughs> And so he goes. We can't even handle Rudy Giuliani. We can't even handle Rudy Giuliani. Okay. (laughs) And so he goes on his Facebook and he's like, "Listen, with the recent developments, I was just kidding. Uh, If you choose to go to this shit and get shot, I want it on record that I am not responsible." For all the people here who are about to catch bullets for trespassing. I won't be held responsible. I won't be held. And then after them, since festivals came up, the alien festival came up, as American capitalists do, they will figure out a way to monetize everything that has any semblance of popularity. And so it happened this morning. Nothing is sacred anymore, even. But the thing about that, they're even trying to stampede Area Fifty One. Nothing is sacred anymore, and the, the organizing is trash because I could have helped him organize better because he didn't make it clear that he simply stated Saturday between three a.m. and six p.m. I mean September two. He no, he said September twentieth, which is today, between three a.m. and six a.m. Now, some people don't know whether you mean. Saturday night. Saturday night. Right. Or, or, or morning. Right. They don't know. So now there's this two-day stretch where people don't know what the fuck is going on. So you had about 2,000 people show up today, Naruto running for no fucking reason. Two people managed to get through. They immediately got fucking arrested and detained because that's what the fuck is going to happen. You're lucky you didn't catch a bullet. And personally... If you ask me, it's a little bit of white privilege because it was a bunch of black and brown people running yeah. over to somebody where they got shot. Because they're not going to play. <laughs> That's they, true. They wouldn't have hesitated then to shoot a motherfucker. Right. But in this instance... That's why they didn't go. <laughs> they're like, we're not crazy. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, we, no. Um, personally, right now, there's some... Well, not right now, but the moment that, that uh, Facebook invite was making the rounds, there was somebody saying, I'm going to keep my black ass at home. <laughs> and I was, one, I was one of those people. I was like... I'm going to keep my black ass home, but I'm going to click going because i got to keep up with this story. <laughs> I did it just to trek all of the shenanigans. I, I have got to see all of this white foolery going on. 
So now, as it stands, we're waiting to see if anybody's going to show up tomorrow. Because, you know, it's Saturday. People right. are not going to work. Not that any of them were going to work anyway. Because some of them were already up there today. Um, what they're going to... You never know on a fucking Saturday. You know? it's You ain't got to go it to work today. It is Vegas. <laughs> what the fuck they're going to do? But, right. you know... It was lighthearted and it was funny with all of the fuck shit that was going on. It kind of brightened up my day and I thought it was fucking hilarious. And I'm just like, this specific reason, this specific reason is the reason why if they were aliens, they're not going to talk to us. Because we're not yet advanced intellectually to even mingle with them. We're, We're caterpillars. In comparison, we're not worthy. We're not worthy, and this is exactly why they won't show themselves to us. Because we, if we're still Naruto running in the <laughs> desert, we haven't advanced as a species to be able to even take in any of the things that they have to offer. Oh my so. god! I also picture someone just running in. You know that that video game thing, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I no. Okay, I'm about to find this and send it to y'all later. It's this thing where somebody was playing a video game where you're playing cooperative, you know, where you're mm-hmm. online playing with other people, and they're like, okay, we got to go through this step, we're going to go through this room, when we get into that room, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and the guy they're playing with just screams, Leroy Jenkins, and just takes off running into the room, just balls the wall, and it became a thing where people are like, someone just doing something stupid, they're just going to just they run just into a room and yell, Leroy Jenkins, that's what happens when you're married to a gamer. I'm going to end that with uh, just a, call like a mind puzzler. Drink. You're talking about aliens not wanting to talk to us and blah, blah, blah. So it made me think of this meme I saw that one of my friends posted. Mm-hmm. And it said, what if they're not stars, but holes poked into the top of the containers? <laughs> oh, damn. Go to sleep tonight. Sleep tight. All right. All right. <laughs> right? Hits blunt. <laughs> That reminds me, have you ever seen them? Have you ever seen the Cat Williams episode where he's talking about how people become philosophers when they're high? And they say shit just like that. And he gives an example of like, you're smoking a blunt, you're sitting on a love seat, and you go, shit, I can't even fucking sit on this shit if I ain't in love. That is an example of a weed philosopher. <laughs> yes. I that person him. is a weed philosopher. I love him. I love, I love it. Oh I don't want to get. I don't want to get too deep into him, but but somebody talked about where he smoked weed with Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah, and he was like, I didn't know what I was in for. No, he's no. like, I thought I had smoked weed, and it's I had not yet smoked weed until you smoke weed with Snoop Dogg. And it's starting to be a pattern around celebrities that looks like if you really want an experience, you go and you see Uncle Snoop. He got something for you. Right, right. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I mean, I don't even smoke it. I want to go smoke weed with Snoop Dogg. You go smoke with Uncle Snoop. Um, Mishy, you wanted to touch base a little bit on the big march that was today, like yes. all over the world. The oh climate, my God. climate strike. The climate yes. strike. It's a global, y'all. Right. And I it mean, was basically orchestrated by this little 10-year-old girl. Yes. Who got to meet Obama. Yes. Yesterday or day before. Um, I, I just saw I the picture. Sometime recently. Recently. Right? Okay. So her name is, uh, blah, 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 blah. hello, wine. Her name is Greta Thunberg. And she's Greta. From, Greta. She's from Sweden. And she's this like super intelligent young girl who's kind of. You don't deserve us. Sorry, we're we're talking. We're doing the Muppets. We don't deserve you. We're doing the Muppets. We don't deserve you. 
she's kind of leading this movement of young people basically striking out against their government and saying, you have all the power to fix all of these issues that are going to affect my generation. I'm going to be the person that's most affected by this. And what was super amazing about this is that, one, it was 4,000 events across 130 countries. You had young kids in South Africa, in England, in New Zealand, like all over. Manila. Manila, like Japan. Spain, Spain, United States. Everywhere. Yeah. And majority of these people were people who are under 30, my understanding was, who have basically decided that this is their biggest issue of their generation. This is their biggest political issue and that they feel that no one is listening to them. So they organize these events that spend globally. And it was beautiful to see on all the things that's going on right now to see people from across the globe come universally together for an issue that affects all of us right. equally. Um, that it, it water... Food, all of that. Those are essentials to every form of life. Air. Air. To every form of life on this planet. So they got together and there was a massive outcry from the younger generation coming out and speaking out against it, begging their elected officials on, on a global scale to do something. But what was also interesting was the employees at Amazon recognizing right. that their company is a mass polluter. Right. And... Basically, either asking for permission to leave work to go join the protest, which they got, taking time off, or just taking a longer lunch to be out there. These are people who work for a company and going directly against their company and going, we're the biggest polluter right now, and we need to do something. So... Amazon. And why is Amazon the biggest polluter? Because of the the delivery, the, that two day shipping that you like, that us. same day delivery that you right. enjoy. All of that, it's carbon emissions, right. and it is killing us, and all of the demand that we have. So they came out with a plan that's kind of ambitious, but I, I think it could be implemented faster to have a zero carbon footprint by, 24, by 2040. Um, that basically... You know that goal used to be 2020. Right, and I don't... Why give it such a long time? Basically, we're in the future. This is not something that requires 20, 30 years. No, give it two years. Right, and come on, Jeff Pesos, as I call him. You've got enough money to get the... (laughs) She's not not mispronouncing his name. No, I know Jeff Pesos. She's doing it that on purpose. The man's got so much fucking money that you can... lead the way. You can lead the way on this. And do the right thing by people. The planet is dying. We wanted to talk a few pods ago, but we have so many topics about the shit that's going on with the Amazon and the Amazon. Not to be confused with Amazon. We mean the rainforest. The rainforest, yes. yes. And if you guys don't know, the Amazon is responsible for at least twenty percent of the air that we breathe on this planet. It's our lungs. It's called the lungs of the planet. And we the planet is dying and people there's just not enough outcry. And the Amazon jungle is on fire. And so the Amazon employees felt, which I thought this is like, wow, I'm so proud of my generation in certain instances. They felt it is not enough for you to make me some promise that you're going to get this shit right by 2040. I want you to put your money where your mouth is. And I, they were basically demanding that Amazon and Jeff stop donating their money to candidates who deny climate change. Right. Jeff, too much to all our disappointments, said he was not going to do that. 
you want to put your tinfoil head on. It goes back to that thing that we talked about with those contracts at the Pentagon. Right. And a bunch of other mm-hmm. things. He basically said he will not not be donating his money. So there's that to be going on. But this is not about him. This is about seeing the future. The younger mm-hmm. generation organize themselves to hold the global community accountable to this home. We only have this one place. Um, and and this, is, this, to me, this is where regulations come into play. When right. when I hear, um, and I'm not even going to say GOP. I'm just going to say when I hear uh, business people or manufacturers, factory owners, all that kind of stuff, talk about how regulations make it harder for them to make a dollar. Right. But here's here's the problem with that. No, it wouldn't. Right. If, if we still have unions. Right. If we, we can still have regulations and you can still make your money. Of course. Right. Um, because when you have workers union, they get paid well. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They have disposable income right. and they spend money. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a cycle. It's cyclical for right? sure. Right. Um, but when you don't have that. Right? When mm-hmm. you don't have regulations, because people won't regulate themselves. We all know that, mm-hmm. right? I I, oh, I want to think everybody is just inherently good, but they're yeah. not. Right. right? I think they're when they're born, mm-hmm. and then they grow they're up. They're creation. <laughs> right. Greed. greed. Greed is a great motivator, and, unfortunately. And, and, and greed. Motivator and for we, bad. We have, seen, true, right? we have seen greed destroy people. Mm-hmm. I've seen it firsthand. Like, in my life. Right. In my business life, I have seen greed destroy two men. Right. Right. That I thought were good people. Mm-hmm. And it, it did. It completely destroyed them as human beings. Yeah. I don't. I They're evil. And now know. it will destroy the planet. Right. Right. For, and here's the thing is that when it's all fucking gone and up in smoke or you can't fucking breathe the air anymore, even the richest person alive, there's not a deep enough hole in the earth for you to hide. Right. And, and and you're and you're having children and grandchildren. They're short-sighted. They're not worrying about any of them. Right. It, and it... I mean, that goes back to my whole thing about how the GOP and stuff just don't give a fuck about anybody. And there's something that I wanted to share with you guys just briefly just to hear your opinions on this. And I know that I had said earlier that, like, climate change affects us all equally. It does not. I need to put that on record and clarify that. It does not affect us all equally. It affects us all, but not equally. Not equally. So I will give a great example here of a study that I was reading. And the study showed that... Increased concentration of carbon dioxide increases photosynthesis, spurring plant growth. And so you might say to yourself, well, why is this a bad thing? Well, it is a bad thing in the sense that while rising carbon dioxide concentrations in the air can be beneficial for plants, it's also not only the culprit of climate change, but it actually changes the structure of the food that we eat so that it essentially turns into junk food. It becomes less nutritious and it becomes empty, like when you eat empty calories and they don't belong. And when I, we say things like it don't affect us equally, so someone like me, if my food is becoming less nutritious, I have access to, say, maybe go to the store and get those supplements and get my vitamins and do that. But there are people... And that costs money. And that cheap. costs money, right? Or then there are people who have... Organic food is more expensive, expensive. when we all know the minute you take an organic apple and you run it under your tap water, it is not organic it, anymore. Right. Because you've ran it under tap water... In, in Dallas or Collin County, <laughs> and I'm just, I know for people who don't live in Texas, yeah. I'm just saying that this is where fucking uh, Eric Brockovich was two right. years ago. Yes. Because our water is not it's, good. It's not good. And so there's there are people in parts of the world, even here in the United States, who depend on all the nutrition that they get to come from their food. Their vitamins, their potassium, their zinc, their iron, 
all their populations of people who are deficient in all of these nutrients and depend on their food to be nourished this way, that once the food becomes useless, those are the people who are going to perish faster than those who have access to all of these things. So there are systems of inequity all around us, and none of these issues, although they may affect us to a certain extent, like race say, they don't affect us equally. And I wanted to add to that because I thought you were going to go to this point, but you went on different ways. So I'm yeah. glad that you had something different. Yes. Is I recently heard where they were talking about, uh, there was a study that showed how global warming is adding to the health risks of poor people. So mm-hmm. one more thing, fucking hurting health poor people mm-hmm. is when they live in poorly constructed homes and shacks, they may not have good ventilation mm-hmm. and they can end up having dehydration, health stroke or heat strokes, asthma. Mm-hmm. So all of these things because of the rising temperatures and, and your air quality sucks. Right. But right. also there's showing where like, okay, we live in the Dallas suburbs. So, but we also live in the suburbs. So we've got a significant amount of trees and things in our areas yeah. and things like that. But if you go into like a very inner city population where there are not as many trees, temperature there is higher than it is mm-hmm. here. Because you're more concrete. Exactly. Yeah. More concrete. So it's like all of these things just add to that thing. Mm-hmm. It just, it is Well, and I just everything. drove and I was just in the concrete jungle of Texas, which is Houston. Oh, yes. And when it there, rains, like with the same, when it rains, it pours. So I, I was witness to it firsthand of being on a highway where it's just drizzling, guys. Mm-hmm. Just drizzling, right? Mm-hmm. And then it starts to rain a little bit harder, mm-hmm. right? And then, and then there was a downpour, mm. right? And there was a downpour for about 30 minutes. The water rose so quickly on the interstate. I'm not kidding. Yeah, if, I, if it had been safe, I would have been filming it with my phone. I, I saw the videos. I did. I saw, it was like, you needed a boat out there. I... I so the, the whole saying like you know don't don't drown turn around mm-hmm. and and I was like yeah that doesn't that doesn't work here no it, it did the same thing basically well it, people didn't they got around. forty inches so uh, George Bush Intercontinental Airport blah 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 uh-huh. got as much rain in one day mm-hmm. as they did all last all year all year yeah god damn right so that just puts it in perspective right one day. Versus an entire year. When Rita happened a few years ago, it's not that people or drowned. Harvey. It was it Harvey. Was, Harvey. Was Harvey. Sorry, yeah. Rita. Um, Rita's people did die, but they died of heat exhaustion because they did evacuate and they made him stay on I ten. That's what I was talking about. It's the traffic that happens okay. when people are trying to get out. Yes, that, people, that was Rita. Right, and that's there's they died something of that happens when people in that that particular highway are trying to get out of Houston, mm-hmm. and he gets congested like mm-hmm. that. It's not even the water or anything that's going to kill you. It's getting stuck there while everybody's trying to do the same thing you're doing. So I am glad that, that you got out. And <laughs> me, me too. Yeah. Me too. But but I was also, I didn't until later on, I was just kind of glad that I witnessed it mm-hmm. because I really wouldn't have believed it until I saw it mm-hmm. rising so quickly mm-hmm. in, the, in, in a matter of minutes, y'all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's nowhere for the water to go. Yeah. There is, there's a reason they call it the concrete jungle because there's nowhere for the water to go. Yeah. Right. So kudos to the, the millennials <laughs> and then what's the millennials and the, what's the other generation Gen- called? Gen, 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 Gen Z's. Gen Z's. Yes, yes. And all the kids. And, and props to you, girl. The girls and boys of the Gen Greta, Z's. I think is a good one oh, to close I, this she's out with. so awesome. Her quote said, I don't want your hope. I don't want you to be hopeful. 
I want you to panic and act as if the house was on fire. Come on, girlfriend. Get she's it, such it. a little activist. She's going to be a, she's a powerhouse. And before we close out, I, I had something that I, I wanted to. I did think the house was on fire. I thought the house was drowning. <laughs> First day, Greta. The house is under water. I did. I did. Um, so I got you, Greta. I it was something that I wanted to shortly discuss with you guys that Leo brought up for me today at work, and I think it's a perspective that we all. Um, it was such an insight for me, and I wanted to share it with you guys. So during the last episode, when we were covering the debates. What we're talking about the most ridiculous question that was asked, what mm-hmm. we thought was a ridiculous question at the time, was when. Jorge asked Bernie about Venezuela about Venezuela and if he could distinguish his brand of socialism against Venezuela's brand of socialism and all of us were like bitch what the fuck it's kind of crazy Leo is from Venezuela so he was talking to me and he was like for people who are here in the United States who have come from countries who have socialism they need to hear you explain that shit they need to know because they when they hear why do you think florida votes for republican because they're terrified of communism because they're cuban and they 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 flew they they flew fled (laughs) they fled i love that they might have flew they might have traveled by boat (laughs) it could have been it's whatever and so I thought it was an interesting perspective even for Ooh. me because he yeah. was like, the people who come from a, oppressive they socialism. Were, they were promised everything from the government and then didn't get it. And so the moment that they hear socialism. And we think we're different. They're oh, running the opposite We're like, side. oh, but we're not like Venezuela. And then he sees Trump and he's like, but <laughs> you got this crazy fucking dude saying all kinds of crazy right. shit. And so and I thought it was important even for in how I message True. things and how I strategize. So they're like, there really are people who hear socialism who have been under oppressive systems of socialism that want to hear you explain that, no, 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 we're doing it the other way. <laughs> like, the way that it's supposed to, where you actually, right. the government but, but truly it, works for you. Right, but it but it can go the other way. It can. Right? It and, can. And it all depends on, like, it's, so I think it's just much like capitalism. Mm-hmm. It's right? corruption. Right? It's, and what, Ray, what's the conversation we've always had is that we like where there's a balance of powers. Right. Because absolute power is corrupt power. Yes. Absolute right? power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I knew you would be able to say that. <laughs> absolute <laughs> power corrupts. Yeah. I know what it is. I just can't speak it. It's the tannins. <laughs> yes. Um, so, right. You always need to have, which is why our constitution works. Mm-hmm. Most Sometimes. Of, most of the time. Right. When you actually have people employed. Because you have the checks and balances. Right. Right. Uh, that's why they have them, right? Our forefathers couldn't predict everything. They weren't the greatest people in the world, but shit, they did have some checks and balances. They did. And there's a reason why it takes so long to make a law happen. There's right. a reason why it takes exactly. so long to impeach a president right. or bring they it. They don't or want anything to be happening. Supreme Court really justice. Really. They didn't right. happen overnight. And, and to that point, a lot of countries, if you look south of our border, just all the way from, you know, Mexico down to, what's the one at the tip? Argentina? I don't know. <laughs> that's in South America, <laughs> but yes. But that's what I'm saying. But you're, oh, you're all the way, way down, down. down. Is it Chile? Is that a lot Chile. Of the Chile. 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 Yeah. Okay. A lot of these countries have had, have been around the same amount of time as we have, or roughly, and had 
more than one constitution. Mm-hmm. And they've had more than one revolution. And they've had only had one. We've only technically had one. Well, well bitch, give, give us a couple of a weeks, bitch. I know, you fucking millennials and Gen Z. <laughs> we, we almost had the second Revolutionary War. Y'all remember that last year? Oh, good times with oh, the Second man. Revolutionary War. But um, way to make things you know, dark, right? I know. But uh, to real quick to your point about what you were saying is mm-hmm. that Leo brings up a really good point. Yes, is that he does. There are a lot of people that have fled these regimes that mm-hmm. have called themselves socialists, and they're a little bit scared of that word. Yeah. And I have seen there is if you see videos by this place called Prager U, like the letter U, like mm-hmm. it sounds like it's Prager University, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's a propaganda bullshit machine. They have Latina women or men speaking these lessons, these infomercial type things, mm-hmm. telling you not to vote Democratic because, because you don't socialist. want to go back to what you fled. That is so true, it Ray. It is frightening it is fucking propaganda. Absolutely. Well, that's how we got Trump. I'm not yes. lying. That's how we. So that's how we got. That's how we got Reagan. That's how we got Bush one, and that's mm-hmm. how we got Bush two. That's how we got Florida. That's how they. The GOP has been able to win. And I know. I know. No, that's how. That's how the the GOP has been able to win Florida and Texas. Right? Is the Cuban and Latina vote of mm-hmm. that socialism? Oh, when I see my mother in law posting all the time about socialists. Right. In, in addition. In addition to the pro. <laughs> <coughs> hashtag socialist, hashtag socialist. Oh my god! You're gonna kill me. But in addition to the, then they, then they, you know, just like tack on the pro life thing and right. Catholics and uh, like a little seasoning. Right. right, right, right. And I know people at home are like, "Who is Leo? Leo is my awesome boss. He is a super drunk delegate. He's a super drunk delegate. Super supportive of this podcast. So sometimes." He will talk to me about the things that we say, and he always gives me great insights. And I thought it was an interesting insight for not only us, but for the drunk delegates to hear from someone who was from Venezuela how that is like viewed. Exactly. And while Michi, because she is your employee, can't ask you to sponsor a bottle, <laughs> if you would like to sponsor a bottle of wine, I am me, Leo. Hook up. This is Michelle. Hook your I girls am me. up. Hook your girls up. Maybe there's a bottle of wine from Venezuela. Oh, or know. maybe come drink with us one day and tell exactly. us some stuff. I live right? five minutes from the office. Yes. Come join us. Come join us. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. What we do. We left? No, we're actually. Oh my God. I know. I know. Y'all it, are getting a two hour episode. I hope you know that they deserve it we abandoned them for three weeks bitches ray you ready oh my god baby you You an an asshole baby you an asshole you an asshole you an asshole oh child so many choices so little time so many so many assholes so little time um who's your asshole of the week machine bitch i need a drink hold on should I get out the whiskey now? Ugh, it's too late for whiskey. We're two hours in. You you got an IV I could run it through? <laughs> I, I'm sure I could find one. So, I'm previously on this. You know, this they have those IV, like, the people who come to give you no, an bitch, IV. No, bitch. At this point, you know what I need? I need the fucking bra that goes in the tits with the fucking straw. Yeah, because you so just, just need just to be And they just sit right in the middle, and I just... Inhale it while I drink it. We and should do that one pod and just like take and pictures just, and of just, just And just do the whole thing. Yeah. So today, oh, this is so stressful for me. Um, a couple of pods ago, we talked about the fact that 
I'm sure there are people out there who are like, oh my God, Michelle, why are your assholes always white? Well, you know, just it just happens. Because <laughs> they are. <laughs> white people got a white. But today, my friends, today, Ooh. I bring you an asshole. Uh oh. Who I know who it is. Who is black Ooh, and also happens to be a woman. I know who it is. Oh my God. So we're going. <laughs> we know this we know. asshole. So, not personally, but no. yeah. get excited out there if you've been wondering that Michelle, she's biased, she's only going to give asshole. No, baby, I've got fire for everybody who's out there doing asshole activities. Give us her name. And I'm this fired. asshole comes by it honestly. Her name is Candace. Yes! Yes! There ain't nothing sweet about Candace. Don't let the name fool you because this bitch is fucking crazy. Yes. Sorry, I yelled over you saying her name. <laughs> Go ahead, repeat. Candace Owens, who has become not only the token black girl for the far, far, far right. Let me tell y'all. Far, she's the Tammy Larens of black girls. She is, she is that and then some. So I don't know if you guys remember a few months ago, mm. Candace went on... To testify in a subcommittee hearing that she thought that the rise in hate crimes of white supremacy is fake and that the GOP's Southern strategy was a myth. So Republicans love this. They love when she does all of this shit because basically this is a black person regurgitating their talking points and agreeing with them. And they have made the, the mistake of somehow thinking that Candace speaks for us. We know she don't. And if you want to look clearly of what we think about her as a person, go look up the Revolt Summit and look out the part of the panel that she was on and see exactly what black people think about this person before you invite her to your shit to speak on our behalf. Okay? Yeah, T.I. kind of put her in her place. And she needed to be in her place. So she was then invited again to come and talk about white supremacy and how to combat white supremacy. And today, this is breaking news, Ray. Give me the... This is the same woman who at the last hearing said that Adolf Hitler was okay... Until he decided to go mainstream. These are her words. I'm not, this is not me. Candace. Uh, and, and let me just go ahead and break it down. I don't even understand what people For say. you. And she goes on to say today that white supremacy is not really a thing. It's just a myth. Mm-hmm. And that it's, it's something that is perpetuated. It's not a problem that is harming black America. And that the African the African American community has bigger problems such as the demasculinization of men, which is super fucking anti like all of the things. And then starts to talk about how abortion is also a problem and just because goes on. Oh, because they're pushing abortions on black women. Right, and all of those things. Oh, is that why they don't get medical care when they're pregnant? And, or or die, especially like in the state of New York where they have 12, 12 times, times the rate of, of maternal mortality. Or do you remember when they're going door to door making black women get abortions? Right. Like, I don't, I, okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. I missed that memo. Okay. That's, and she that's, her, said, that's her way, though. 
although we're on the brink of all of these mass shootings where people are literally conducting genocide right. and, and shooting people based on their race to uphold white values, she says that it's nothing more than a fringe issue and that black people are not worried about that. We have other things like worrying about gay folks and abortion and all of that. So those are the things that she thinks that black people... And first of all, Candace ain't been to a motherfucking cookout for like fucking years. Right. Nobody invites her to cook out. She's not at this... Fucking Rachel Dolezal probably has a better chance of getting a fucking cookout than Candace does. <laughs> Candace so, is sitting at home with a Lunchable. And, and, and Becky. <laughs> And, and all the Beckys. <laughs> dipping her sandwich in mayonnaise. She is not invited anywhere. So before you invite her to any of your shit to speak on our behalf, know that she's not speaking on our behalf. She's speaking on your behalf. And the thing that frustrates me the most about Candace is that she is smart as yeah. fuck. Yeah. Candace is one of the most politically astute and smart people that is out there who has just chosen to... Elevate herself because she is realist, and I talk about this all the time. Because the Democratic Party has its own problem with the system of hierarchy, and including black mm-hmm. people, that Republicans cannot fucking wait to embrace a black person. Right. She's smart and has realized that money, fame, and anything that she can add, they're going to hand it to her. As long as she stands up there and fucking tap dances, forgive me for my words, but this is exactly what it is. And spews the rhetoric. Candace gets asshole because the tools of her intelligence and all of these these things that she has can be used towards the advancement of people of color. But instead, she's using them to re-perpetuate the stereotypes of her own people. Right. And it is sick. It is the most... Because at the end of the day, they will come after her too. They will. They will. Right now, you're nothing but a token. And someone who's being, you're lost. And here's the thing, Candace. I do not have a problem with you going out there talking about your views and your bullshit. But sis, when you start talking about the community and you're bringing us in as if we have elected you and we have sent you forth to like go speak on our the black people. You have got yeah. us all the way fucked up. And we're not going to go for this shit. So I look forward, and I've already been seeing this, to seeing a lot of people be very outspoken and speak out against her. Keep inviting her ass to these fucking forums and telling her she ain't shit and blasting her ass because when you have a movement to advance an oppressed people since the beginning of this fucking Mm -hmm. nation and a person from that community goes on to uphold that system of oppression and tells you that everything that you have ever known, the system that was created on paper that we all know, there's nothing but a figment of your imagination. Right. How can anybody take you seriously? Yeah, right. Because be assured, if it comes down to things, they will treat you just like every other black person. Oh, you absolutely. are not special, sis. Not you by are any not means. Special. No. Not by any no. means. And there's it, it is the same thing that it kind of reminds me of white women when they complain about oppression and then they go and they vote against their own interests. Candace, this is exactly what you are doing. There is nothing that you, other than getting the bag, getting some money and a little notoriety, you're not, there's nothing that you're doing that's advancing if you decide to have children, they have to live in this society that you're create, that you're helping to grow and perpetuate when you tell people that white supremacy is not a thing. Like, right. what right. the fuck? Yeah. Are you kidding me? So she's like Serena. What? 
Serena Joy. Mm-hmm. You cut off my fucking pinky? Oh, spoiler what? alert. And, 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 I, and I helped create this. If they haven't seen that, I'm sorry. But and, Handmaid's Tale. And I helped right. create the system. That I don't, and I, what? You cut off my pinky? What? We can't read? And... That's, exactly. That's Candace Owens. Like, what? 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 Wait, wait a minute. What? To, me to be that intelligent and yeah. to use that intelligence for something so sinister. Yeah. I yeah. I can't. I, I'm done. Right. Um, Candace, <laughs> you're an asshole. You're just an asshole, and I don't even really think there's anything you, you can do to not be an asshole because the damage of the things that you have done is going to have a lasting impact. People are writing about this. All of this shit. When you go and you testify. All of this shit is going to be part of the congressional record for years to come. And you're a piece of shit. That's it. Next. Thank you. Next. Next. Oh, as always. We love to end uh, on a... Can we, we love just have a cleansing a, breath? I know. You got any sage okay. like, we like, can burn? In through the nose. Out through the mouth. Ugh. I'm on the off. I'm right. on the in. Oh, oh, I'm on the up when you're in the out. <laughs> Let me, get, let me get my pipes okay. ready. It's okay. Are you ready, Michelle? Uh-huh. Okay. Raise bed the day. Day bed. Raise. I think we're getting pretty good. You we're pretty are. Late. We're just have to I think Sony's listening. <laughs> Killing that shit, bitch. But as always, we if, if this shit don't work out. Right? We can take the show on the road. Right, right, right. Well, this is going to end things on such a good note. Oh, I can't wait, right? I know you Thank God, because we need it. Okay. What you got for us, girl? All right. So it all started when the Gill brothers wanted more Nerf guns and video games. Their parents refused to fork up the funds. So these three brothers, Colin, who was 13, Ryan at 11, and Austin, 8, Came up with a solution. We're going to start a business. Oh. Because, you know, when you're 8 and 11 and 13 and you need some money, what else are you going to do? You start a business. stand. Exactly. (laughs) And so they weren't sure what to do. So they asked their mom, Selena, and said, what's your favorite thing to buy, mom? And she told them candles. Mm. And so... A business was born. Oh. oh Bitch, are you telling me I'm going to buy a candle? You got to be buying some fucking candles, <laughs> y'all. We know we hooked you up with the Malicious Women's Candle yes, Company, but now you're candles. about to find another one. So almost two years later, the boys' candle making shop, which is called Frère Bonchal, which is French for <laughs> Gill Brothers, mm. And they have, it's run out of their home in Indian Head, Maryland. It is successful beyond anything they expected. And they have 36 stores that are selling their products. They currently have a contract in the works with Macy's. Ever heard of it? What? The department store, child. Yes. That bought Bloomingdale's. Yes, honey. No, they, they, time they, they bought Bloomingdale's. That's what I'm saying. That bought Bloomingdale's. Yes. And the boys have all the cash for their Nerf guns and the games that they could desire. And then some. Yes. But we don't just have three young boys who started a successful business. I love this. Okay. Instead of spending their money with abandon on toys, they said that they feel a responsibility to give back to their community. So from the very beginning, the boys said they have donated 10 
50% of their profits to Washington area homeless shelters, including Pathways to Housing DC, Friendship Place, and the Father McKenna Center. So they got coins, coins. They got coins, coins. Okay. What the fuck? Ryan, it was That's Ryan's so idea. That is so amazing. It was Ryan's idea, the middle son, because it was something he proposed after he passed a homeless man on the street. Oh. He said, quote, every time I saw a homeless person, I was always asking mom if we could give money to them, and this was a way to do it. Oh, uh, Ryan. I know. Colin, the oldest one, said it makes him feel like the business has a purpose beyond just commerce and candle scents. Quote, the community helps us, so we have to help back. Giving back helps you and the people you're giving back to. I know y'all are just like, stuff. I know. This is the cleansing that we need after fucking Candace. And I mean, kudos to these parents. That's what I was going to say. I was literally going to say, you mold your children. Oh, my God. I mean, we've seen it, good and bad. Your children are the personification of the values that you instill in them. Some of y'all out there making heathens Mm. in this show. And you just need to know. But not these kids. (laughs) Not these kids. Good job. So the Gills send monthly checks to the shelters, and they have met some of Pathways employees, but the brothers want to be more hands-on. They will visit Pathways in August, and they plan to return every two months to spend time with the people at the shelter. And as soon as the trio can find the funds in the space, they hope to open a shop and hire homeless people as employees. (gasps) Yes! So they're, they're not homeless anymore. Yes. I mean, they might still be homeless, but at least they'll have jobs. Right. Well, right. And right. maybe that hopefully. Could lead to them not yes, being homeless. Yes. yes. But in the meantime, they have a lot of candles to make. Frere <laughs> Bronchot Branche, sells about 400 candles a month that are priced between $18 and $36. And I know I see Missy. She's already out here trying to Google them, trying to see if she can find them. <laughs> yes, Bo. I'm already looking. Exactly. And the candles, which come in 23 different scents, are the boys' most popular products. But they also offer diffuser oils, room sprays, soap, bath bombs, and salts. Damn. Their sales are sufficient to make their company profitable, says Mom. And most of the money goes back into the business. Some of it funds some toy purchases, and they are able to give, on average, $500 a month to these shelters. That's amazing. That is so fucking these amazing. These kids are how old? 8, 11, and 13. Well, oh I guess, actually, God. I guess that's two years ago. So 10, 13, and 15. Good math, Ray. Thank you. Because you know I can't math. and on the drunk. <laughs> yep. Wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yes. And so some customers find their candles. You find the coolest stories. I know, right? <laughs> so some can customers can find their candles by walking into the one of the stores that shells sells their stock. But others find them at the farmers market. You can order it from their website. You can stumble across their Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. But most often they are just spread through word of mouth by neighbors and friends or friends of friends. And each product is handcrafted by one of the brothers, all of whom are homeschooled by mom. And the oldest, Colin, who's now 15, drives most of the production. He makes between 50 and 60% of each month's crop, his mom said. And the boys have taught themselves how to make each item they sell. They learn tips from both their mom, who attended a candle-making workshop, and they've watched a lot of YouTube videos. But when it comes to candle scents, 
The Gill Brothers accept no external input. Each of their 23 recipes is a closely guarded family secret developed by one of the boys. Oh, <laughs> how cute. Yes. Generally, the division of labor kind of plays to their individual Do they talents. have a Facebook page? Will we, will I'm going to have to. I did will not look we it up, be we sharing will, that? I had to like, write that down. I will look at it. And that if, we, if I can find it, I will definitely okay. share it. And the division of labor is placed to their individual talents, but meanwhile, their parents do very little, their mom says. She and her husband help with the administrative stuff, and they offer support and supervision. Well, I would hope so. Awesome. I hope this 13-year-olds right? aren't keeping the books. Exactly. <laughs> but despite their... That's different- how you do it, bitch. Birth them and let them make the money. <laughs> exactly. But despite their different personalities and skill sets, oh, the three boys... for generations. <laughs> Sorry. The three boys do get along really well, and they manage to make time for their typical childhood pastimes like football, baseball, skateboarding. And so far, all three of them plan to make Frere Bonchard their life's work. Colin, the oldest one, said, I want to do this long enough to pass it on to my kids. One day we want a factory and stores across the country and probably even across the world. And the youngest boy ended the article by just saying he wanted to go play with his Legos. And that's my story, y'all. These are my bays. Oh, I have a triple bay. Triple bays. That so is... hopefully you find their, hopefully they have a Facebook page. Yes. Okay, so we can share that. Oh my God. I love that, right? Man. That was such a cute that is, story. That is yeah. cute. Congratulations, boys, to spreading yes. some. And congratulations, parents. Right. For raising for some good kids. some cheer across the world. All righty. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me raise finish. your glasses, girls. Raise your mama. Are we gonna glasses? Are we gonna drink some more after this? Can oh, we no. drink after drinking? Why oh, not? Yeah. What's wrong with you, party pooper? Oh. Ray, party. Bear. Grab another glass, drunk delegates, and cheers. All right. Stay tipsy, my friends. <sighs> party people. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Drunk Bitches in Politics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DBAPpod. If you have questions or suggestions, email us at drunkbpolitics at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's the best way to show your support and spread the word.